Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the world for today. I am Tina Adenike. Our word of exhortation today says, do not worry. Do not worry. We'll be reading from the book of Luke, chapter 12, verse 22 to 28, and Philippians, chapter 4, verse 6. I will read just two verses from that Luke 12. I'm going to read Luke 12, verse 22 and 23. Verse 22 says, Then he said to his disciples, Therefore I say unto you, Do not worry about your life, what you will eat, nor your body, what you will put on. Verse 23. Life is more than food, and the body is more than clothing. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. What is worry? Worry is a chain of thoughts, images, emotions, and actions negatively laden and relatively uncontrollable that saps our energy. It is a state of mental distress or agitation due to concern about an impending or anticipated event. Worry does absolutely no good. It won't bring in money, food, or clothing. It only shocks the word of God and distract you from God. There is a quote that says, Worry never done tomorrow of its joy. It's only sap today of its joy. So stop worrying. A song goes thus, Why worry? When you can pray, trust in Jesus, and he'll show you the way. Don't be hard out in Thomas, but lay hold of his promise. Why worry, worry, worry when you can pray? What causes worry? A lot of things causes worry, like the rising cost of living, shrinking budgets, how to pay bills and other expenses, children's school fees or progress at school, business deal or employment, medical conditions that concerns one's health, the lists are unending. Worry implies that we don't quite trust that God is big enough, that our God is powerful enough or loving enough to take care of what is happening in our lives. God wants us to trust Him, just like our children trust and rely on us. I love little children. They believe their parents can do all things. You can hear them boast. My father will buy it for me. My mom is going to get it for me. That's the same way God wants us to rely on Him. How do you overcome worry or how do you stop worrying? Number one, you have to recognize how much worry harms you in your physical health. It can contribute to high blood pressure, 
causing you insomnia, suppressing your immune system. How to overcome worry. Identify what triggers worry in your life and turn your thoughts from it. How do you stop worrying? Turn your worry into worship. Start praising God for whatever you think is worrying you. Turn that situation around. Begin to worship God in your heart. How do you stop worrying? Build your faith in God and his word. How do you stop worrying? Pray to God about the situation. Cast your cares upon him because he cared for you. I love this song. It says, I cast all my cares upon you. I laid all of my burdens down at your feet. At any time, I don't know what to do. Lord, I cast all my cares upon you. Psalm 94 verse 19 says, In the multitude of my anxieties within me, your comfort delights my soul. I want you to pray this morning. I want you to cast all your cares to upon God. I want you to pray like this. Oh Lord, I cast all my cares upon you. I refuse to worry in the name of Jesus. Oh Lord, I cast all my cares upon you. I refuse to worry in Jesus' name. I decree upon your life this morning that the power of God will saturate your life. It will saturate your family. It will saturate your business and all that concerns you for miracle today in the name of Jesus. Go in the strength of the Lord and stop worrying. The Lord is in control of that situation. So we come your way tomorrow. Stay blessed and stay in His loving grip. Shalom. Good morning, everyone. This is the day the Lord has made. We'll rejoice and we'll be glad in it. Welcome to the world for today. I am Tina Adenike. Our topic of exhortation this morning is dealing with the lifestyle of laziness. Dealing with the lifestyle of laziness. We're reading from the book of Proverbs chapter 6 verse 4 to 11. It reads, Allow no sleep to your eyes, nor slumber to your eyelids. Free yourself like a gazelle from the hand of the hunter, like a bird from the snare of the flower. Verse 6. Go to the ant, you sluggard. Consider its ways and be wise. 7. It has no commander, no overseer or ruler, yet it store its provision in summer and gather its food at harvest. Verse 9. How long will you lie there, you sluggard? When will you get up from your sleep? Verse 10. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little floating of the hands to rest, and poverty will come on you like a thief, and scarcity like an armed man. 
What is laziness? Laziness can be referred to as the unwillingness to work or use of one's energy. It can also be referred to as being idle. Laziness frequently comes as procrastination, the act of delaying a task that should be accomplished. Laziness is a destroyer of life and destiny. A life of laziness is the greater sponsor of hardship in life. Laziness leads to destruction and poverty. Laziness can make you a slave. It allows selfishness to determine your actions. A lazy person has no deadline. And when there is no deadline, there can be no headline. Some people are mere existing and not living. God wants you to live your life to the fullness by impacting your immediate environment. There are still many people who have so many excuses to give as reason for not doing anything tangible since the beginning of this year. There are different forms of laziness. It could be mental laziness, inability to make use of your brain to read. A lot of people does not want to go to school. They don't want to learn anything. It could be physical laziness, not wanting to walk, doing anything with your hands. Or it could be spiritual laziness or otherwise. Proverbs chapter 19 verse 15 says, Laziness casts one into a deep sleep, and an idle person will suffer hunger. Proverbs 18.9 says, He who is slothful in his work is a brother to him who is a great destroyer. First Timothy 5.8 says, But if anyone does not provide for his own, especially his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. 2 Thessalonians 3.10 says, If anyone will not walk, neither should he hit. How do you come out of laziness? Number one, avoid laziness by all means. Avoid laziness, either mental, physical, spiritual, any form of laziness, avoid laziness by all means. Number two, do what you find until you find what you want. Do not say, oh, I cannot do anything. Do what you find until you find what you want. Time waits for no one. Get something doing. It may be small, but God will breathe on it. Stop waiting for that loan from the bank to start a business. Challenge yourself to launch into the deep through the instruction of the Almighty God and you will be surprised that there is life at the other side. Even if you don't have your own business, you can get busy. Do voluntary your, your services to others. You can never tell how God will meet your needs. There are lots of youth today waiting for an appointment from oil company or they just want to eat it big at once. It is not the job you do that will determine your prosperity. It is how you do what you do.
you can be selling recharge card you can be doing any other thing you can be doing lesson for people coaching people or any other form of things that you know you can do prayerfully ask god if you don't give in to laziness the lord will lift you up be busy for god if you are a lazy believer it doesn't matter how many prayer meetings you attend nobody will commit great things into your hands in the book of john chapter 9 verse 4 jesus said i must walk the works of him that sent me while it is day if jesus when he was on earth was busy working doing the work of his father then what excuse have you in the book of john chapter 5 verse 17 jesus answered and said my work hitherto my father work hitherto i work those that god used in the bible were already busy in their various businesses before god called them remember peter toyed all night he was not a lazy person when god came to him when jesus wanted to use his boat moses turned his father-in-law flock before the lord called him from the burning bush if you are not ready how can you be used of god you need to be a vessel in the hand of god pray read your bible do the necessary things that you need to do my counsel for us this morning is that do more than survive succeed do more than having a job have a vision do more than making a living make a difference Never reach a point where you are sitting and doing nothing. Take a course. Learn a skill. And God bless you as you take this bold step today. In the name of Jesus. I want us to pray this morning. I want you to talk to God. God, I reject every form of laziness. I reject every form of laziness. You know the type of laziness you are involving. I choose to walk with my hands and to do your bidding as you pray this morning may the lord give you strength to obey his word and do his will wherever you find yourself today in the mighty name of jesus seal will come your way tomorrow stay blessed and stay in his loving grip shalom Good morning everyone, welcome to the world for today. I am Tina Adenike. Our word of exhortation this morning is, Long life is my heritage. Long life is my heritage. We'll be reading from the book of Job chapter 5 verse 26. We have three scriptures to read, so I'll be going through it. Job 5.26 says, you shall come to the grave at a full age, as a sheet of grain ripened in its season. Proverbs chapter 9 verse 11 says, For by me your days will be multiplied, and your years of life will be added unto you. Psalm 91 verse 16 says, With long life I will satisfy him and show him my salvation the will of god for his children is to live a long and fulfilled life 
Living long is not by default. There are requirements. Covenants of long life makes people to fulfill their days in line with the word of God. Every good thing we enjoy in the kingdom is based on the platform of covenant. The scripture records that Abraham died at a good old age, which literally means there is a bad old age. Abraham lived long based on the covenant God made with him. In Genesis 25 verse 6, it reads, Then Abraham gave up the ghost and died in a good old age, an old man full of years and was gathered unto his people. Everyone will definitely die if the Lord delayed the rapture or his coming. However, the plan of God is that we should fulfill our days in longevity. What are the requirements for longevity? Number one, live by God's word. You must show respect or reference to the word of God by simply obeying it. It will add years to your life. Proverbs 10.27 says, The fear of the Lord prolongs days, but the years of the wicked will be shortened. Number two, lay hold of the secret to longevity, which can be revealed to you in the place of prayer by the Holy Spirit. Number three, you are what you profess. Confession brings possession. What you say is what you get. People reap what they say. So speak life. Proverbs 18.21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall hit the full thereof. What are the kind of words that come out from your mouth? Do you normally say negative things or positive things? I want you to know that the devil always wants us to confess negative words into our life. And angels work on those confessions. So from today, begin to speak life. Begin to speak wholesome words into your life. Confess positive things according to the word of God. Number four, what do you have to do? Don't fear. Many people die before their time because of fear. And why did they fear? People fear death because they are not sure of the aftermath. Proverbs 28.1 says, The wicked flee when no man pursues, but the righteous as bold as lion. John chapter 10 verse 10 says, The thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I have come that they might have life and have it abundantly. That is the essence why Jesus came to this world, so that we can have abundant life. Number five, what will you do to enjoy longevity? Don't overwork yourself. Don't spend your life chasing money. So you won't use the money to chase your head. Know your limits. Overworking can cut your life short. Number six, what do you have to do? 
eat well. You should be able to distinguish your diet to know what is good for your health. Don't just eat anything that comes across your way. Number seven, what do you have to do? Honor your parents. Exodus 20.12 says, Honor your father and mother, that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord is giving you. Honor your parents, both your physical parents and your spiritual parents. Number eight, what do you have to do? Partake in the Holy Communion regularly. The Holy Communion preserves your body. It serves as immunity against disease if you believe in it. You can see that in the book of John chapter 6, verse 51 to 55. I want you to put all these words into your heart and make use of it as you go out today. I want you to pray. I want us to pray this morning. And the prayer goes thus. I want you to pray, Oh Lord, I remove my name from the register of untimely death this year in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh Lord, I remove my name from the register of untimely death this year in the name of Jesus. Secondly, I want us to pray this prayer. My life shall not be wasted. My life shall not be wasted. Harm robbers will not waste my life. Stray bullet will not waste my life. I assassin will not waste my life. Sicknesses and disease will not waste my life. Accidents in any form will not waste my life. In the mighty name of Jesus. I want you to pray again today. By the blood of Jesus, activate the covenant of life and peace over my life and my family, over my life and my destiny. In the mighty name of Jesus. So shall it be in Jesus' name. I decree over your life this morning that as you go forth, the covenant of long life will work in your life, will work in your family in the name of Jesus. There shall be no loss of any good thing in your life in the mighty name of Jesus. The peace of God go with you in Jesus' name. Till I come your way tomorrow, stay blessed, stay in this loving grip. Shalom.